Welcome to the Just Ingredients Podcast. I'm Cara Lynn, and here we talk all things nourishing to the mind, body, and soul. This is a place where you can find just good ingredients to life. Are you ready to freshen up your oral care routine? If so, mark your calendars for May 25th for two new Just Ingredient products. Introducing the all-new Just Ingredients mouthwashes. These refreshing mouthwashes come in two delicious flavors, mint and citrus. Not just your ordinary mouthwash. They are formulated with hydroxyapatite and colloidal silver, non-toxic ingredients that help remineralize your teeth, improve gum health, preserve the good bacteria, and more. Even better, they are dye-free, alcohol-free, and safe to swallow. From May 25th to 26th, when you buy one mouthwash, you'll receive a mint breath spray for free for the first 500 people that order. That's right, a breath spray that will keep your teeth clean and breath fresh throughout the day for free. Don't miss out on this limited time sale. Visit Just Ingredients website at justingredients.us on May 25th and 26th to grab your new favorite mouthwash and receive your complimentary mint breath spray. Sarah Hanna Silverstein is the author of the book Moodtopia, Tame Your Moods, De-Stress, and Find Balance Using Herbal Remedies. She is a master herbalist, classic homeopath, board-certified lactation consultant, businesswoman, wife, keynote speaker, and mother of seven children. She is regularly featured on TV news shows across the U.S. discussing how people can integrate alternative medicine with conventional medicine. She is a consultant to many pediatricians, OBs, midwives, general doctors, and guest lectures to residents at medical schools. After working with over 235,000 clients for the past 20 years, she saw that most people needed to help with their moodiness and created a program that teaches people how to be in control of your moods so they don't control you. Welcome everyone to the show. Today, I am super excited to have a guest back that you guys have listened to numerous times. It's Sarah Hanna, who is a master herbalist. And you guys, she always does such a fun podcast, teaches us so many great things. So she's back again. So thank you, Sarah Hanna, for being here again. Thank you so much. I'm such a fan of you and I love the work that you're doing. So I love to be part of it. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I always learn so much from you when you're on here. So I'm excited to talk to you about a whole new set of herbs that we haven't even talked about before. Um, But before we get started, will you just remind my listeners how you became so passionate about herbs and why you became a master herbalist? So there's so many stories behind it. Um, So I'm a mom of seven kids. I have two girls and five boys. So you can imagine they're a very busy home. And one of the impetuses, I mean, I, when I, when I was first invited through Yale University to go to Oxford, England, um, I had really bad allergies back in the States. And I was given as a kid antihistamines. I was new to being a university student. And when I got to England, I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot my antihistamines. And the next thing I knew, I was sneezing and sneezing and sneezing. And it's very hard to be a good student if your eyes are itchy. So I didn't know what to do. I mean, there, I 
didn't have a prescription. I didn't know where a pharmacy was on campus. So I found a health food store and I went in there and I said, look, I am suffering with allergies. I'm a student here. I've got to survive. And so some person behind the counter, very quiet, handed me, you know, some herbs and some teas and said, try this. And within 48 hours, I felt so much better. And one thing about antihistamines are they work. But 12 to 24 hours later, they're done. And I found it was more curative over the course of my stay at Oxford. And when I came back to the States, man, I was like, what is going on? So when I was at Oxford, I spent a lot of time in the library looking up botanical medicine. So I'm a really um, well-educated woman in botanical medicine. It's not, I didn't just do a weekend course. I went back to the States. I did a five-year program in classical homeopathy. I did a three-year herbal apprentice program. And I still am even today now in a new two-year program learning about another aspect of herbs. So I've been learning this for a very long time. That's incredible. You are very knowledgeable. That is for sure. So let's get going with herbs. Um, One podcast, we talked all about moods and different herbs that are great for moods. And we've actually, we've talked a lot about a lot of topics, different herbs you can use for colds and remedies, things like that. Today, we're just going to talk about summer things, right? Herbs that are used in the summer a lot. Yes. So the herbs we're going to be talking about, you can make your own little natural first aid kit for the summer. So of course, before we begin, I always say, if God forbid there's an emergency, go get stitches. If someone breaks their leg, go get an x-ray. So in this podcast, we're not trying to say that allopathic or conventional medicine doesn't have its place. It certainly does. But if you're out camping and kid gets a mosquito bite or, you know, you're on a hike and someone bangs their knee as a parent or a caregiver, it's so empowering to have a little bag in your backpack that really, really, really helps. I mean, if I can just start with a story, you know, I have to tell you that in the summers, I, I'm from Brooklyn, New York. It's a very busy city. And with five boys in a row, you can imagine there's like no way we could stay in a little apartment. So we'd always go upstate and get these little bungalows, kind of broken down, but beautiful. So we were on our way up there and there's this wonderful powder, which we're going to talk about called green clay. And green clay helps with mosquito bites better than anything I've ever seen. We're going to talk a little more about it, but you take the powder, you make it into a paste. So as we're leaving to go upstate, my kids are like, Ma, we are not having green dots on our body. Don't even bring the green clay. I'm like, okay. They're like, I'm serious. Like, it's going to be embarrassing. So I was like, okay, no problem. So after the first 24 hours, my kids were itching, bug bites. That's what happens when you go out in the wild. We love the wild. And by the next day, my kid, my kids all had green little dots on them because then they could play and have a great time. And I want to let you know that all the kids in the bungalow by the end of the week had green clay all over them because the parents were running and saying, what is this that's helping your kids with mosquito bites? So it really helps and you can help people around you. Oh, that's hilarious. So actually, maybe we should just start with bug bites. Should we just start there and talk about some natural remedies? So let's talk about what natural remedies are out there for bug bites. Yes. So 100%. So remember when we're going out and out into the wilderness, it's the bugs environment. So we're kind of invading their space. So they still have to do what they have to do when we kind of get in the way. So when kids get bug bites, um, it's really itchy. It's really annoying. They get a little poison under their skin. So you can, for very little money, buy 
easily. It's called green clay. And all it is is clay from the ground. It comes in little packets. You can buy these very little convenient packets that you can actually stick in your purse. They're little bags, or you can buy a big, huge one-pound bag of it. And what you do with green clay is you take it and put it in a little cup. You add a splash of water, not too much. You mix it, mix it, mix it, mix it. It turns into a paste. And then you take this paste and you put it over the bug bite. It is amazing. And if you're hiking and you have a little teeny little sandwich bag of green clay, you can mix it in the palm of your hand with just a splash of water from your water jug and put it with your fingers. It doesn't stain clothing, which is what I love madly. And you put it on and within moments, your child or yourself will stop itching. It's also great for kitchen burns as a PS. I say that everybody that cooks should have in their kitchen a little bit of green clay. If you get a burn from taking things out of the oven, you can get a little burn on your forearm or a little splash of oil. The green clay works phenomenally well. If you don't make the green clay into a paste, you can use it for diaper rashes. Mm. So that's three amazing things with this one little inexpensive product called green clay. Another thing I like with bug bites is you can make your own little insect repellent with a couple essential oils. You can take a little teeny spray bottle, teeny. You can put a little witch hazel in it, very inexpensive, and put in a couple drops of citronella, tea tree, cedarwood. You can keep it in your backpack. It'll stay there all, all summer long. And you can just put a couple sprays on your children or yourselves clothing. You can spray a little into hair. Like if you have a girl that's wearing a ponytail, can put a little bit of that spray on her hair. So as she walks, it'll emit this smell. And when you use these essential oils, you're less likely to get as many mosquito bites. You still may get one or two, but you certainly won't get as many because they don't love that smell. Interesting. Okay, so can we go back to green clay for a second? Is green clay safe for everyone, meaning babies, toddlers, pregnant women? It is safe for everybody. It's really, it's called French green clay is the one I like best. It is just green clay from the ground. There are different colored clays. I actually use the red clay if someone gets a really bad case of poison ivy. And I very often use the white clay for diaper rashes of infants. But all these clays are safe. A lot of women use the green clay as a facial mask. I love it for acute care with first aid. It's just wonderful and completely safe. You can be pregnant, breastfeeding, put it on an infant. It's great. Okay. So if my child gets a mosquito bite, I'm going to put it on and it's going to take away the itch or the burn, whatever, within moments. And then do I reapply a few hours later or I don't need to? I love that question. Perfect. So you can apply three or even four or five times over the same area. So green clay, you don't have to wash off. It will be wet when you put it on. It dries and it starts to kind of crinkle off. That's real definition, crinkle. It'll just start to to come off. And then if the area is still itchy, you can then apply another layer on top and another layer on top. It depends on how you or your child react to mosquito bites. Some people get a mosquito bite, they're itchy, an hour later it's gone. 
other kids get welts. They really respond very um, acutely and intensely. So that's a child where you're going to want to reapply. Um, and it may be over the next 24 to 48 hours. But it's really great because once it dries, I mean, you just go your merry way and don't worry about it. Okay, so good to know. So can I just buy this on Amazon? Sure. It's called French Green Clay. You don't have to get an expensive one. They have different clays that are called Miracle Clay, Magic Clay. No, it's all the same clay. French Green Clay. You can buy a one ounce. You can buy it in packets. And you can buy it all the way up to a pound. Okay, thank you. Um, Let's talk about something else for bug bites. What about plantain leaves? Do you like those? Yes. So everyone's homework, we we have homework in this podcast, is to look up online what a plantain leaf looks like. It grows everywhere. This time of year, you can find it in every state all across the world. Plantain leaves are considered a green Band-Aid. And it's funny because I have it in different products in my office. I have it in tinctures. I have it in oils. And a lot of my Russian clients will tell me that when they were kids, the pharmacist used to pay kids pennies to run out in the field and get the plantain leaves. So pharmacists understand how powerful it is. So you're going to look at a plantain leaf. It's very distinctive. You're not going to mix it up with a poisonous plant. There's broadleaf and a thinner plantain. They're both in the plantain family. It's not the plantains that you eat that look like bananas. It's a plantain leaf that grows very close to the ground. And when you're hiking or even walking down a city street, I laugh because it grows through the concrete here in Brooklyn. You take that plantain leaf, you crunch it in your hands to break it and put it up against a bug bite or if someone skins their knee or gets a minor cut plantain leaf is phenomenal like you literally could carry let's say you're going on a hike let's say you're going on a picnic let's say you're going on a fun adventure you as a caregiver can carry a couple just band-aids in your backpack and if someone gets a cut or even a bite i mean i love green clay but let's say you don't even have green clay and you get a mosquito bite you take the leaf again i'm repeating you crunch it put it over the area. And if you have a Band-Aid, you just put a Band-Aid over it and let it sit. Plantain, the green Band-Aid, everybody should know what it looks like. Some herbalists will say that you actually take the plantain leaf because it's not poisonous. You chew it to activate it, to really get it to be wet and put it over the area. Most of my clients are like, Sarahana, I'm not eating a plantain leaf in the middle of the woods. Okay, thank you very much. I'll crunch it with my fingers. That's enough for me. Oh, that's so interesting. So crunching it just starts activating the enzymes in it? It it releases the fluid that carries the medicine in it. Okay. So we can take plantains, we could juice them. Uh, not the most tasty juice in the world. I'd go for carrot juice personally. You can do so many things with it. You can make it into an oil. So when I have kids that have really bad eczema, especially infants, I love plantain oil. I love calendula oil, but I like plantain oil even better for eczema. And we use the tincture to make a tincture. We take the plant, we rip it, put it in grain alcohol. And I use it a lot with kids that have chronic coughs because it can heal the tissue of our skin 
and the tissue of the inside of our lungs. It's a phenomenal plant. I mean, like, it's considered an invasive weed. People put poison on it. And I'm like, no, don't poison your plantain. Let it grow. Pick the leaves. You can dry it. Um, you can, so many things you can do with it. So interesting. Okay, we're going to move away from bug bites and go to something that everybody deals with in the summer, and that is sunburns. So I'm so curious to know what you like for sunburns. So sunburns, you know, again, we're in that big bind where we need more vitamin D, but we don't want the rays of the sun, but all of our levels are low. So we're taking vitamin D supplements and, you know, it's so confusing. We're in a very confusing time. So before I get into that sunburn, since we mentioned vitamin D, one of the best ways to get vitamin D, by the way, is you take the little button mushrooms, regular that you buy in the store, you slice them. Put them on a cookie sheet. I'd suggest putting like a little net over it or, you know, a little grate, something over it so the bugs don't get to it. And you leave it out in the sun for one to two hours. The mushrooms absorb the vitamin D almost better than any other plant we have. And then you cut it up and put it in your salad. It's unbelievable. So a lot of my pregnant moms that just feel agitated from taking a lot of supplements, which can happen once the sun comes out, they put on their fire escape, they put in their backyard and their porch, these mushrooms, and it is phenomenal and it tastes great. But back to the, isn't that fascinating? I Who knew just, that? I was just going to say that is so fascinating. I had never heard that before. I'm going to actually it's try such- it. Try it and get back to me. And all of you also out there, try it and get back to me. You can send me a message on Instagram because it tastes great. They're a little warm. You wash them before. I want you to wash them so you can take them straight from outdoors right into your food. You can still saute them, add them however you want to your cooking. But it's kind of this boost of vitamin D that's so easily metabolized. So that's one little trick that you can do. I love Um, that. So what's very interesting is herbalists, all across the country will put St. John's wort on their skin before they go out and work in their fields. Hmm. And if they didn't put St. John's wort on, they'll put St. John's wort wort oil on their skin if they do get a sunburn. So it's very fascinating because on one level, St. John's wort oil, which we're going to talk about how to make, is a natural sunscreen. And then if you didn't put it on, like you went outside and you thought you're going to be out for 20 minutes and all of a sudden you meet an old friend, the next thing you know, you're out for three hours and you come back, you're like, oh my gosh, I've got sunburn on my cheeks, on my hands. Then you can also apply the St. John's wort oil. So St. John's wort as a plant is very famous for depression. If you Google St. John's wort, it's going to be, if you have depression, take St. John's wort. Now we've discussed in the past that there's so many different kinds of depression. There's depression where you overeat. There's depression where you stop eating. There's depression where you have insomnia, you can't sleep. There's depression where you're sleeping all the time. So we know that depression is this broad category. So with herbs, there's also different herbs for different depression, which is not our topic today. I'm just throwing it out. But St. John's wort is more of a plant used for depression that causes you pain. Like if you're in a sad state, you have this nerve pain, you can get a toothache, you can have trigeminal nerve pain. Like it's a sadness that causes pain. So what we know about St. John's wort is it's phenomenal for 
nerve pain. Hmm. Phenomenal for nerve pain. So when you get a sunburn, your nerves are going crazy in your skin. That's what's hurting. So when you apply St. John's wort, it heals and soothes it in such a wonderful way. For babies that are teething, we put St. John's wort on their gums because they're having nerve pain as the teeth are pushing through the gums. So what's fascinating about St. John's wort is the flower is this beautiful yellow flower. Look it up, everyone online, because it's gorgeous. It's a petite flower. It's not in your face. It's not big and bold. It's very gentle. It moves with the sun. So if you have a St. John's wort bush in your house, you'll see that the flowers actually move towards the sun, very connected to the sun. When you crush the yellow flowers, petals, it turns into a bright red oil, bright red. Like mm. I sit there and I look at the St. John's wort flowers. I'm like, where are you hiding the, Where are you hiding that red? You don't see it. And you crush it. You can even crush it in your fingers and it's red. So how we make a St. John's wort oil, and you can also buy that online, is we pick the flowers fresh. You take a glass jar. You don't have to make it yourself because all of you can buy it, but I'm just sharing with you. We fill a glass jar with crushed St. John's wort flowers. We put just a light olive oil over it, or you could use another oil, an almond oil if you'd like. Let it sit for three to six weeks. You strain it. You have this knockout, stunning, gorgeous red oil that you can apply for nerve pain around your teeth. If you feel like you have a pinched nerve, some people have carpal tunnel or nerve pain, you can massage it into that area. If you're getting a massage and you just feel like it's a combination of muscle pain that's turning into new nerve pain, you can have your massage therapist use the St. John's Word oil. And our discussion today is sunburns. You can buy a cute little bottle of it and carry it with you. Make sure it doesn't leak this. I would put in a little Ziploc bag. And if anybody gets a cute little sunburn on their cheeks or on their shoulders, just apply some St. John's wort oil and it will be shockingly soothing. That is fascinating. I'm actually going to try making it. So if I want to use it as a like a sunscreen though, I just rub it all over like my arms, my face, my legs. So that is what herbalists do across the country. So I have to tell you that the what is suggested from the American Academy of Pediatrics is that you use a sunscreen. So you can definitely try this. So again, in the beginning, do you, do you let the kids get the sun? Do you not get the sun? Should we getting the sun? Should we not? It's so controversial these days, but this is what herbalists across the country use is St. John's wort oil. Okay, so good to know. And I'm assuming this is safe for, again, babies, toddlers, pregnant women? Completely safe. Now, I'm glad you brought that up because you always ask the best questions. So St. John's wort in tincture form or tea form is contraindicated with certain medications. Now, it's very interesting because most herbs especially not the poisonous herbs, but most herbs you can take with most pharmaceutical medicines. Of course, I'm going to say, speak to your local herbalist and get that information if you're on a specific medicine. But St. John's wort is an herb internally that most well-trained herbalists are concerned about. Our feeling is, is that your diabetic medicine could get in the way of my St. John's wort, mm. as opposed to the St. John's wort getting in the way of the diabetic medicine. 
So I would be wary of it if you take different pharmaceutical combinations to intake. But on the skin, no problem. It's fine with any medications. We haven't seen any contraindications if you apply it topically. So thanks for bringing that up because St. John's Wort has a a bit of a mixed reputation online. Okay, so another question, though, because sunscreens are controversial about little kids, especially under like six months old. Can we put this oil on newborns? My answer would be yes. But then my answer would also be, please cover the child with a very thin clothing, like put a nice thin leggings, put long sleeves on them, and especially the top of their heads, because it's so easy to burn. But you could put a little on their cheeks. You could put a little on their hands, but really with children, because they're, you know, under even under 15 months, kids' skins are so sensitive that I, I want them to be in the sun. That's my dream come true. We all are waiting for the sun to appear, but it's best to cover them um, so that they don't get an actual deep sunburn, which is just so painful. Okay, good advice. Okay, let's move on to another topic that you talked about on a hike playing out in the woods during the summertime, cuts, scrapes, those always happen. Every mom listening knows. So I'd love to hear what you suggest for cuts and scrapes. So my favorite thing to carry, and I hope I'm pronouncing it properly. Anybody can DM me and send me a voice note if I say it wrong. But my understanding is called Yana Baye powder. Yana Baye powder is a little teeny powder, so small, you can carry it with you in any backpack or your pocket. Yana Baye powder can stop bleeding and coagulate blood almost immediately. Wow. It is carried in certain countries. Their ambulances carry Yana Baye powder because it's got a natural disinfectant act antibacterial and it coagulates the blood. So I'm going to tell you another story. So I was again in upstate New York and I would go up in the summers to these bungalow colonies where like 50 or 100 people would stay in these really broken down bungalows, no comment. But at least our kids were out in nature, climbing trees, banging, bruising, hurting themselves. So I brought the Yanabaye powder for my kids in case they got any kind of deep cut. So it turns out that I get a bang on the door of a woman And I'm expecting to see her child because at that point, everyone was like, the news got out. Sarhan is an herbalist. If your kid has any problem and they what they liked about me was that if they needed stitches, I wasn't going to pretend like I could heal it. Like I really in my practice, I know that Western conventional medicine has its place and alternative herbal medicine has its place. They work very well together. So she's sitting there banging my door. She's got a finger. She's got this big white towel under it that's drenched with blood. And she says, I cut my finger on a tuna fish can. I'm applying pressure and it's not stopping. Someone told me to come to you. So I'm looking at this very deep wound. Meanwhile, she's on her cell phone. She's got like four kids. Her husband's in the city. She doesn't know who's going to watch the kids. She's calling all around, trying to find someone. She's having a complete panic attack and she's not even focusing in. And I take her hand and I made sure that we washed it off with some soap and water, got the area clean. And I started putting some Yana Baye powder. I put it in and I packed it in a little with my finger, still bleeding. I poured a little more Yana Baye powder, packed it in with a clean finger or a glove. 
And I have to tell you that within five minutes, it stopped bleeding. She was so busy arranging how she was going to go get stitches. All of a sudden she goes, oh my gosh, it stopped bleeding. Wow. So I gave her some of the Yanabaye and she put it on throughout the day and she did not need stitches. I want to tell you another story about my own son. So, you know, having five boys, we know what it's like. Not, not that my girls weren't wild also. And he was sliding down the railing on top of the railing, you can imagine, down a flight of stairs, popped off, hit right above his um, eyebrow, and it was open and wide. And Mm -hmm. I knew he needed stitches. Well, it turned out that this was, I mean, I don't want to age myself, but this was way before cell phones and everything. And down the street is a friend of mine who's an MD. So I packed it with Yanabaye powder. And by the time I got my son dressed and went over, because I was like, I didn't just want to go to the emergency room. Like if he needed stitches, I wanted to go to a real plastic surgeon. So it turns out that I get there and he looks at the wound. He goes, looks gorgeous. You don't need stitches. I'm like, no, no, no. This is his face. He's got a gorgeous face. You know, I don't want him to have a scar over his eyebrow. He said, I don't know. It's coagulating perfectly. So those are two of my stories where someone didn't need stitches. Now it could be that you or your child needs stitches. You know, we're going to be very smart about this. But Yana Baye is, I don't ever use the word magical, but if I were to, it would be with Yana Baye powder. Because it works so beautifully. And when you pour it over the area, it's antibiotic. So it's, I mean, it's got antibacterial components to it. It's not an antibiotic, antimicrobial products. So you know that it's healing besides making the blood coagulate and bringing the skin together. So it's really small. It's tiny. Um, It's a little teeny bottle. A little goes a long way. And you can sometimes have to apply it two or three times, but I wouldn't go hiking or to a picnic without Yana Baye in my backpack because I've just seen it work over and over again. That is fascinating. I actually have never heard of this herb. So again, am I just going to find this on Amazon? Yes, you're going to find it on Amazon. I have um, for all the listeners, if they DM me on Instagram, that's Sarahana S. I have Everything we've discussed written out. So if you can't take notes and it's hard to spell Yanabaye powder. So I have that available for everybody to see. So yes, you can buy it online. Um, some distributors want you to buy a pack of 12. And whenever I do that, I'll just give it out to my family members. It's so inexpensive. I'll give it to my two sisters. I'll give it to sister-in-laws. I'll give it to other people because it's just such a great gift. Um And it's interesting because it has, it's got secretive ingredients. They don't say the ingredients on bottle because it's this old Chinese recipe that they keep in house. But I can tell you that I did learn after much research, going to Chinatown, begging people to tell me exactly what's in there is one of the main ingredients is it is an herb called mugwort. Hmm. And mugwort is another herb that's growing everywhere. And we use, oh, we could have a whole podcast on just mugwort, but mugwort can help heal skin and coagulate the blood. So that's one of the main ingredients. And I know that there's no chemicals, there's no steroids in it, there's no antibiotics in it. It's all herbal powders. Phenomenal. So interesting. So you would recommend that over the mugwort? Great question. Too many answers. So what's the difference between Chinese medicine and Western herbalists or Chinese herbalists and Western herbalists? So Chinese herbalists have formulas of many different herbs that work in a symbiotic way 
And you have to find the patient, your patient or client, you have to find which pre-made concoction, shall we say, that the patient fits into. Okay. In Western medicine, I'm a Western herbalist, so I'm going to listen to someone and I'm going to hear their kid has a runny nose, constipated, gets headaches, vulnerable to strep. And I'm going to make my own combination from listening to what you're saying, because everybody's an individual. Every Everybody's an individual. You can have three kids and they can be completely different. So in Chinese medicine, they have these amazing formulations. And the belief in Chinese medicine is that the elders were wiser, which is a whole other discussion because in our generation, as we age, we get nervous. And the younger generation is like, oh, she's older. What does she know? Like, oh, she doesn't know that. Whereas in many other cultures, as you age, you become a wise healer a wise woman. And that's one of the things that I like to do podcasts is because I want to bring this older wisdom to us modern moms. So in Chinese medicine, they're going to use this formulation of Yanabaye, not tell us all the ingredients because it was created by a wise person. Does that make sense? So whereas in an emergency, I could grab the mugwort, but I do honor the elders and their wisdom. So this Yanabaye formula is just, I mean, it's a 10 on a scale of one to three. It just works perfectly. Oh, that's so interesting and so good to know. Okay, so let's move on from cuts and a thing that along with scrapes and cuts are bumps. I know this with my own boys, bumps all the time, whether on the knee, the forehead, you know, the back, the head. So do you have something that you like for bumps? So I love the homeopathic remedy, Arnica. Arnica is a little vial that has little ballies in it. Um, and you can put place these either on a child's tongue. It's even best to go under the tongue. So Arnica is a really famous homeopathic remedy. It's really gotten great press because it really works. So Arnica, again, everything we're talking about comes in such small little containers that you can literally get a cute little bag a little zip bag that you can keep in your backpack or anything that you're traveling with. So Arnica helps for bumps, bruises, bangs. And I will tell you a story that (laughs) true confessions. Oh my God, this is like the confessional here. So two of my boys were wrestling in the hallway outside my apartment because my apartment's small. And all of a sudden I hear a scream and that's a real pain scream. And I run out and my son can't put any pressure on his leg. And I was like, oh my gosh. And my other son is like, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. So somehow (laughs) the way they fell He ended up breaking his bone. Okay, so something went on there. But anyways, so I gave him Arnica. And in an acute case, you can give the homeopathic remedy every 15 minutes till you get to the place you need to get to. So let's say this happened at 630. You could give it uh, the three ballies at 630, 645, 7 and 715. Usually by then you're either at a hospital or a doctor's office. So I go into my doctor and he goes, this kid can't have a broken bone. He's not even crying or screaming. I said, oh my gosh, he was a half hour ago. No, you have no idea. He goes, and he's touching the leg. And my son says it hurts. I mean, he was young. He was like five, but he wasn't hysterical. And my doctor did not believe he had a broken bone. 
Because wow. that's how Arnica works. And I was like, no, 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 you have to trust me. I know. So he gave me a referral because, again, I didn't want to just walk in the emergency room. I could have, but I really wanted to go really get it set properly. And he sent me to an orthopedist. I remember it like it was yesterday. And he took an x-ray and he goes, how is this kid so calm? He really has a broken bone. And I said, oh, it was Arnica. And he's like, what? And I showed him. So my son did have a broken bone. So you have to be, I mean, a little conscious of how how the child fell. You know, if they bang their head, you want to go make sure they didn't get a concussion. But giving Arnica will really help start heal the tissue, heal the bang. It's really, I mean, I feel everybody should have Arnica in their bag because it really helps unbelievably. And sometimes, you know, they can bang and get these huge bangs on their head and they're fine. They're totally fine. But you as a caregiver want to make sure that the healing. So this will um, speed up the healing. We use Arnica a lot after women give birth. Now, giving birth is healthy. It's normal. Healthy people get pregnant and healthy people give birth. But there's a lot of swelling and bruising and pain. And when my clients take Arnica after birth, they will tell you the recovery is better. And the midwives and doctors will often say, what did you do? You're, you recovered much faster than my other clients. So Arnica is really wonderful to have on hand. So good to know. So we have Arnica at our house. I love it. Can it also work for muscle soreness? So it can. Arnica's a lot better for acute care um, in the moment after a trauma. If you have muscle stiffness after a workout, um, you're going to do better with a liniment or like a Bengay or a Tiger Balm, because that will penetrate the area. If you have muscle spasms or pain, magnesium will help release that kind of tension in the muscle. I'm not, I don't think it, Arnica would work. I mean, unless you had a really hard workout. I mean, if you were training and you were like, oh, you know, lifting those weights and really working out for sure. But not if, you know, just had a lighter workout. Arnica would not be my best choice. And Arnica topically. So when you look it up, you're going to find Arnica pellets that go in the mouth, which I like better. You can also get an Arnica cream, an Arnica gel, but as an herbalist, Arnica in an oil is going to penetrate the skin better. So a lot of herbalists out there will make Arnica oil. And if you put that over a sore muscle and massage that in, you're going to get even more effectiveness than the Arnica under your tongue with a sore muscle. Okay. I think Arnica gets a little confusing then because it's just sold everywhere. You can find it in any grocery store. So it's not really for muscle soreness. It's more an acute thing, like they just hit their head, they just broke their leg. Can it be just pain like they have a stomach ache or other types of pain or not really? So to be honest, and you always want me to be honest, I mean, that's what you're, you're, everything about you is just being honest. Right. The Arnica cream doesn't work as well. It sells well, but it's not as effective as other means. The Arnica gel would be a little bit better. That might be able to penetrate the skin a little better, but a lot of gels stay on the surface. So again, just like we spoke about St. John's wort oil, Arnica oil in an olive oil 
and we leave the we 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 leave the plant in there for anywhere from 3 days to 4 weeks is going to be more effective now the reason you don't see arnica oil on the shelves is cuz there's no preservatives in it oh you're going to love this there's no preservatives in it so it doesn't have a very long shelf life so if you really want a really efficient arnica oil you need to go to local herbalists or i of course i know herbalists on the east coast and they'll send it to you and then it has like about a two to three month life and then the olive oil starts to go a little rancid so that's why the real medicinal arnica is not on all the shelves in all the pharmacies because it turns over too quickly but personally i know you you'd much rather have something that you have to throw out after three months or use it up right because that's the real plant right Okay, good to know. One other question about Arnica for those that are maybe new to homeopathics. So they come in little pellets. Is it okay to take one pellet? Should they have three pellets, five pellets? Does it matter how many they take? So the typical dose, depending on the size of the pellets, because in my office, we use the pellets that look like grains of sand, because I deal a lot with pediatrics. But the typical one, it's three pellets. And again, if it's acute, like your kid really just fell downstairs and you just want to make sure that kid's okay, you can give it every 15 minutes for three or four doses. And then you could give it an hour later and an hour later. Of course, you're checking your your child with the doctor. But here's how homeopathy works. Very confusing. It's not how many of the ballies or pellets you take. It's how often you take it. So if your child climbed up on your kitchen counter found the homeopathy because what your listeners may not know is homeopathy tastes delicious. Right. A lot of the herbs I taste, I use just they're a little rancid. So kids will not OD on it, by the way. But if your kid ate the whole bottle of Arnica, it's the same dose as if they took three pellets. Oh, interesting. So if the child took one dose of Arnica, one Bali every hour, that's you're it's very, dosing it very differently. So parents will call the time, Sarah Khanna, my kid just ate the whole bottle of Arnica. And I'm like, well, that's fine. If there's any bruising, your baby, your child's going to feel better. <laughs> so it's not how many you take. So we usually say take three pellets to just save money. Okay, good to know. That's cleared up a lot of questions, I'm sure. All right. So talking about cuts, scrapes, bumps, things like that, those herbs you talked about were amazing. So I know that you do like an essential oil for wounds as well. Which one is that? So first of all, I love tons of essential oils. I know you so, do. So, you know, we can have our whole kitchen table filled with essential oils. But if you had to only pick one. You were like, okay, you're on a small budget and you can only pick one essential oil to have in your first aid kit. It would be the essential oil of helichrysin. Helichrysin is kind of a, you know, there's not one thing that fixes everything. If anybody's going to sell you a product that says this fixes everything, a person came in my office once and they had this little bottle of one ounce herb and they said, we'd like you to sell this for us. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, how much is this one ounce? One ounce. They said a hundred dollars. I said, a hundred dollars. One ounce of herb is like eight dollars. What are you talking about? They said, well, this herb fixes everything. I was like, everything? <laughs> Diabetes, cardiovascular, right. mental issues. I said, hi, you can leave your office, my office right now. Right. There's not one plant, one thing that fixes everything. But <laughs> Henley Christen is 
a wonderful wound healer in and of itself. So let's say you're out at a graduation, right? You're out at a graduation and it's not a hike. So you're not bringing your whole little first aid kit and you're not like crawling on the ground looking for plantain leaves (laughs) because you're in high heels and a gorgeous dress, right? Let's be honest. But one of your kids gets their finger slammed in a door and there's a cut there, right? We're giving an example of what happens to all of us all the time, right? right? So you can have a little bottle of essential oil, helichrysin, and you can pour that over a cut. It also has antimicrobial properties and it helps heal the wound. The Yanabaye coagulates the blood. That's like, oh my gosh, everyone has to have that. But helichrysin If you get a bee bite, you get a mosquito bite, you get your fingers stuck in the door, you scrape a knee. Helichrysin is a bit of an expensive essential oil. I'm being honest. It's not like like lavender or tea tree. But one drop of helichrysin is like 20 drops of another essential oil. Hmm. So if you're into essential oils and you feel you can only carry one product with you, that's the one I would choose because you can put it on a bump a bruise, a cut, a finger in a door, a scraped knee. So it's kind of a fix it all. But again, we're going to be brilliant and make sure the child doesn't need stitches. But it happens to be a really good oil to have in a first aid kit or just your favorite little clutch bag. Does it help take away the pain or the burn or what is it doing? Yeah, it it helps heal the wound. It's a tissue healer. So it's going to not only help with the pain, it's going to start healing the tissue right away. Okay. Does this oil have other uses or it's just mainly for the cuts, scrapes, burns, wound type things? Because it's an expensive essential oil, like you are going to spend a little bit, you only need a teeny, teeny bottle of it because one drop at a time. Um, Real PhD chemists that use essential oils, which we have out there, um, will use helichrysin in different combinations and different mixes that they make. But again, it's an essential oil that you need only one drop of. So I've used it with really bad hemorrhoids. I've had clients that have had really bad hemorrhoids and I make a hemorrhoid oil for it. Um, If you have stitches and the area is still hurting you after you got the stitches, you can put one or two drops of the helichrysin over the stitches and it's going to help heal that wound. So it's, it's a really special essential oil. Oh, that's good to know. So will it help with um, scars if you're saying to put it over stitches or not necessarily? It can. Very good question. What I like for scars, I make my own mix of I'll take a aloe vera plant, the plant itself, and take the juice out of it. I will put a little bit of rose water or rose essential oil, a little bit of vitamin E, a little bit of lavender essential oil and a drop of helichrysin. And when the stitches are removed, then I will put that gently over and that can really help with scarring, a combination like that. I wouldn't use helichrysin on its own. I would put it in a base and I would mix it with other herbs. So that mixture you just talked about almost sounds like a mixture I make for sunburns. So would that mixture work for that as well? Yeah, sure. Tell me, what do you use for sunburns? Well, the aloe vera, the lavender, things like that. So I was wondering if I can throw a little bit of the helichrysum in there as well. 
always, you always can with sunburns. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you were traveling again and you got a, a, you were at a restaurant and you got like a hot splatter of soup on you and you're not like leaving the restaurant and, you know, crawling on your knees for plantain, if you had a little helichrysum in your bag, you could pour that right over that burn also. Yes. Great. Yes. You can add that to a sunburn mix. Well, I'm excited to make this whole little first aid kit for the summer because if I feel like I could use all of those things multiple times with all of my kids. But I have one last question about this little first aid kit. Is there something I can throw in there if my kids have a stomach ache or an upset stomach? Because that seems to be like the other little thing that happens with young kids. Yes, yes. I'm so glad you brought that up. So believe it or not, cinnamon in capsules is one of the most phenomenal things for food poisoning, diarrhea, upset stomach. So back to another story, of course. So my daughter was at a camp. Oh, gosh, maybe she was 12. And they got some, I think it was salmonella or E. coli. I forget what went around the camp, but everyone was getting diarrhea. Oh, my gosh, it was a disaster. So my daughter had, and I would just send a little Ziploc bag with cinnamon and capsules. So she started taking cinnamon because she knows me. And she didn't get the diarrhea. And she called me and said, am I allowed to give it to my bunkmates? Because they're all just starting with their diarrhea. And I said, well, you know, legally, they have to call their moms and find out. And all their moms were like, oh, yeah, cinnamon, of course, just give them a cinnamon cookie or give them cinnamon in a capsule. And they took cinnamon and her bunk was the only bunk that did not get very, very ill. So if you have a child that can't swallow pills, I suggest as early as they can safely teach them to swallow a pill because these cinnamons and capsules are not those jumbo pills. They're small. They're easy to swallow, obviously, for the safety of the child. But cinnamon and capsules is like I, I myself would not travel overseas without cinnamon. Because the water's different, the food's different. I mean, you can even go from state to state and have that experience. So the typical adult dosage, and again, I have to say, speak to your local herbalist and or your MD. But theoretically, um, cinnamon for an adult, you can take two capsules three times a day okay. for like two to three days. Um, and that's very, very helpful for kids. If they have a tummy ache, you can at least sprinkle some cinnamon on their toast over their oatmeal. Cinnamon in clinical studies can kill E. coli bacteria. Again, everybody go to your doctor, check it out, get a stool sample, a blood test. But in studies, they took actually apple cider, not vinegar, apple cider that had E. coli in it. They poured cinnamon in it. And this was a study in a medical facility and they found that the E. coli was killed. So again, you have to make sure you're doing the care you need properly with the doctor. But cinnamon is wonderful, inexpensive, easy to carry. Again, you can literally carry. So if you have a littler kid, again, I can't diagnose or treat on our podcast, but usually they can take one capsule two to three times a day. So that is like, like, you know, like, like holding up a little banner. Don't travel without your cinnamon. Take it everywhere you go. I mean, literally, like, that's what I would say. I am so glad I asked you this question for personal reasons, because my 16 year old daughter leaves for a humanitarian trip to the Philippines next week for 20 days. And we've been a little nervous about this because the water is not really, you know, drinkable, things like that. And she's been nervous about diarrhea, things like that. So 
I'm really excited I asked you this. So can I just go buy it in the store or do you recommend making your own? So way back when, and I don't want to age myself because I totally lie about my age, but before you could buy it online in capsules, I would sit there before camp, buy the empty capsules, and I would sit there and fill them myself. You don't have to fill both sides of the cap, by the way. You only have to fill the bigger one. So I'm really grateful today that you can just buy it online, okay. You know, look for a reputable company, cinnamon and capsules, very inexpensive. And for your daughter, again, I would say I would send her with black charcoal and cinnamon and capsules. So black charcoal can literally, it goes through your stomach and digestive system. It just soaks up. It's like a sponge. So if she, if any of your children or your daughter on any medication, it can eat up medication. It's actually something they use in emergency rooms for children that take excess medications because right. it soaks it up so well. So with a child that's traveling overseas, what we would say is at the first sign of this stomach disorder, you do two cinnamons about two to three hours later, two black charcoals, two to three hours later, two cinnamons, two to three hours later, black charcoal. And I honestly keep both of them in the same Ziploc bag because the cinnamon can kill the E. coli, the seminella. It actually does that. And then the black charcoal will soak up anything excess because cinnamon does not soak up. So they kind of, you know, are like the Batman and Robin. They're like the kind of perfect dynamic duo, right? I love so it. I like those together. So I'm so glad I asked. Thank you so much. As you're talking to me, I'm like, wow, I have questions about every child. Maybe we should just do a podcast about all my children and all the help needs. <laughs> For sure. Um, you are just a wealth of knowledge. I love talking to you. I actually hope that women listening to this or men, whoever are listening, feel really empowered that there's things that they can do at home to better things. Um, whether it's their health or better, you know, these little emergencies, we have things like that. I hope they feel empowered that they can have a little control and do something on their own. Uh, is there anything that you want to finish with or any tips you want to give those that are listening? Sure. So I want to say that if you DM me on Instagram, as I mentioned earlier, that Sarah Hanna S, not Sarah with an H, it's S A R A. C-H-A-N-A-S. Um, I did prepare a flyer um, that you can print. And you can, what I love about this is the last time we did a flower, flyer, I said you could put it on your refrigerator. This one you can fold up and have in your travel bag. Oh, so you perfect. don't have to remember everything. And even if you have all these little first aid kits, sometimes you're like, oh my gosh, what, what was I supposed to do with the cinnamon? So I made it very clear and concise. So that's really easy. And you can get that for free. We'll send that out to you. And I love that you said empowering caregivers because, you know, unfortunately, our doctors that are really well educated, they're so limited in their time. Like a lot of doctors that come to me say that that when they're in acute care, they get seven minutes per patient. They have to diagnose treat, write a prescription, do their notes. I had a new doctor that was actually shadowing me and she came in and said, 
Sarkana, like I'm, I'm here because I'm having a nervous breakdown. I don't even fear in 10 minutes I can diagnose, treat and write a prescription. So I think a lot of doctors and caregivers um, want to help us and, and they, they want to be there for us, but they're they're so limited in time. So that's why I really like to empower people that like the example of giving the Arnica with a child with a broken leg. Obviously, I'm going to go get an x-ray. Obviously, he's getting a cast, but you could sit in an emergency room for three hours. Your right. kid could be crying and sobbing. So at least you're going to give some Arnica. You're going to give something. So we want to give our care, our children the care. But even if you're on a hike, for instance, and you know your child needs stitches, he really fell and cut open his knee. You know that. You know that. But if you put some Yanabibe A powder or some Helichrysin in that wound, he can at least finish the hike. You can then wash it off at the bottom of the hike. You can reapply your Yanabaye and get him to the acute care or hospital to get him the stitches. So one thing I tell my clients all the time and all your listeners are, Western medicine has its place, but waiting rooms are long. You may be an hour and a half away from, you know, the place to help your child. And we as caregivers should have this knowledge and, like you said, be empowered to help our loved ones heal and get to the acute care places that they need to. And I hope that's what this podcast, you know, gave people that, that, that strength, that knowledge, that insight, that they, they have the ability to help heal their loved ones. I love that so much. And as you're talking, I'm thinking, you know what, this knowledge takes away the fear because I'm going home and making this first aid kit for my daughter to take to the Philippines with her. And already I feel so much more at peace about it, thinking, okay, I'm just going to explain to her what each of these things are. And when they're out hiking and in the water and doing all these things, she's got things that can help her if she gets us, you know, a bug bite, a scrape, a cut, whatever. So um, thank she's you. She's going to love it. <laughs> thank you so much for teaching all of this information, for being on social media and giving so much free information. You are so fun to follow. So if you guys um, are listening, make sure you follow her. She's a great follow and get that little flyer that she made that folds up and puts in your first aid kit. I'm going to print that off as well and put it in my daughter's first aid kit. So thank you so much for all of this info. As you know, I always end the show with asking my guests, what do they think is the best ingredient in life? And now you've answered it twice. Do you want to answer it again? I think knowledge. I think that knowledge is power. Um, I think it's really important to go to good sources like your Instagram page where you really get that real information um, and just occasionally read a book. I know we book reading is kind of falling out of fashion. I just read an amazing article about how it can stave off dementia. It can help lower your cortisol levels. So maybe my message is to just the best ingredient is to actually sometimes pick up a book and go back to reading like our ancestors did. I love it. You know what? Just this morning, I was thinking, huh, I want to make a post about like the top 10 books that I've read that have helped me the most along my health journey. So that's interesting that you just said, pick up a book and read it. I'm going to go home and make that post. So thank you again for being here. I know the listeners have learned so much. I really appreciate you taking the time and thank you again. Pleasure. I'm really honored to be with you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to subscribe to the Just Ingredients podcast to learn more about your health and good ingredients to life. Plus, get daily tips at just.ingredients on Instagram.